Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Sandman here. The two biggest movies that men going their own way often respect are Fight Club and The Matrix. And both of these films came out in 1999, which was before 9-11. And after 9-11, most studios didn't want to touch films that had anything to do with terrorism. As you may have noticed, both Tyler Durden and Morpheus were considered terrorists in those films. Another similarity between these films is that they were created by men. The Wiskowski brothers and Jack Palahniuk were the creators, and all three of these men were part of an organization called Landmark at some point in their lives. Now, I don't know if Landmark is a cult, but the people that I've met that were part of Landmark at some point or another, for some of them it actually worked, and for some of them it didn't, but it definitely felt like a cult in some ways. But what I do know is that out of these three men, one is a blue pill mangina, one is a gay man, and the last one is a post-op transsexual. And I don't have anything against their sexual orientation and choices, but I find it kind of ironic that MGTOWs look up to men that are nothing like the red pill protagonists that they showcase in their works. But if we dig below the surface, we'll start to see that Tyler Durden and Neo are not quite really red pill men either. They're seemingly red pill men when the movies first start, but then they change over into something completely different. And I don't think it's the intention of the Wiskowskis or Palinuk to basically turn them into male protectors of women. And the real sad thing is that Hollywood, as well as the corporate entertainment business, is something that caters to women. 60% of the box office tickets are sold to women, so women want to see themselves portrayed as powerful, beautiful, and sexual on the big screen. And if a film doesn't portray women like this, then it usually doesn't do very well at the box office. The studios, after all, have to pander to their audiences. Thinking about The Matrix, the only character that I could really see as a red pill man was Morpheus, because he wasn't involved in relationships with women in the first film. His sole purpose was to free the minds of people trapped in The Matrix. Only in the second film did we learn that he had a prior love interest, and that instead of staying with her, he decided to follow yet another woman, the Oracle. It's almost like he went from the lie that he was living with one woman and traded it for an even bigger lie with the prophecy of the One. And it's quite telling when characters in films like this get their guidance from women. In Fight Club, the narrator is a blue pill nice guy, pussyfooting around the female love interest known as Marla. And Tyler Durden is like a bad boy pickup artist. And the film is more about ghosting and creating a social revolution than actually giving up traditional relationships with women. Recent big films like Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Batman are all about strong male characters that have to go out and protect women, and in the third Iron Man and Batman films, it's the female characters that are portrayed as strong, coming to the rescue of the men. And the same thing in the Hunger Games films. There's now a push to include female protagonists that are just as strong and able as men, physically and mentally. While this is a good thing for building up female self-esteem, it's often not very realistic. A YouTuber called Rogneld666 left this particular comment on my YouTube channel yesterday, and this is what he has to say. I have a completely different impression of Fight Club. I think it's a chick flick that shows men embracing their disposability instead of living normal, productive lives on their own. The protagonist is the most pathetic mangina that I've ever seen. 
and Tyler is a douchebag alter ego that keeps fucking the dumbass bitch. Not a good film to watch if you're already a MGTOW, in my honest opinion. And that's what Rognell has to say, and it's a valid point. If you're not already a man going his own way, then films like these can be a good halfway introduction to our philosophy. But they're not the final destination for the red pill. So instead, what would a true MGTOW film look like? I think it's kind of ironic that no major Hollywood studio has made a film about the Wright brothers or Nikola Tesla. These men surely have stories worth sharing on the big screen. And the American propaganda machine would have a field day propping up the Wright brothers in their own film. But I believe the reason we haven't seen a film about the Wright brothers is because they're both lifelong bachelors and they never got married. Do you really think they could have developed the airplanes that they did and helped to launch early commercial aviation if they had wives trying to limit their work and creativity? Female audiences wouldn't be able to relate to two strong men setting goals for themselves, working hard, and then achieving what they set out to do in the first place. Where's the fun and entertainment in hard work? Women need to relate to male characters by seeing how they relate to women on the screen. And the female character is like a proxy agent for all women in the audience. Without the female character, the female audience cannot follow or connect with the story. As for creating a film about Nikola Tesla, there are many ways to do an amazing film about him. But again, you would alienate the female audience because he was a lifelong bachelor. When I think about films that portray strong men going their own way, the most recent one is called Snowpiercer, and I talked about it a few days ago. And the main protagonist, called Curtis, doesn't even have any love interests in the entire film. And at one point in the film, one of the other characters calls Curtis brilliant, but always so tense. And he asks him, when was the last time you got laid? And Curtis just stands there and takes the shameful comments from a man that's sleeping with an overweight and badly behaved woman that's right there in front of him. If Curtis isn't fucking an overweight and overly sensitive woman, then he's not really being a man, is he? And the criticism goes as far to call him crazy. Up until the last scene of the film, Curtis is a man going his own way because he's willing to sacrifice everyone and everything to get to his goal of getting to the front of the train. Of course, he doesn't want to see his comrades die, but he marches forward without hesitation and with absolute resolve. And this is what passes for crazy. He's called crazy for not taking detours along the way and sleeping with women and getting laid. But at the end of the film in the last scene, he seemingly steps out of character and becomes a blue pill mangina. And I didn't buy it. He went from a red pill man to a blue pill man with no rhyme or reason or motivation. And it was really difficult to follow the type of transition. And you can clearly see that the scriptwriter doesn't understand the motivation of a red pill man. What really got me down after taking the red pill was that all of my favorite films were no longer my favorites because I lost respect for the film characters because they had no spines. Even films like the original Star Wars series, where Luke Skywalker is going his own way, had an element of the love interest in them. Princess Leia had to kiss Luke for luck in the first film, and then make Han Solo jealous in The Empire Strikes Back by yet again kissing Luke. So up until The Return of the Jedi, there was a bit of sexual tension with regards to there being a love triangle between Luke, Leia, and Han. Once we learn that Leia is his sister, you'd think that he'd go his own way. But instead he goes apeshit when Darth Vader says his famous line, so you have a twin sister. And then Luke goes nuts hacking apart the Death Star with his lightsaber, and almost kills his own father in the process. He even chops off his hand. When the original series ended, we could clearly see that Darth Vader and the Emperor were men going their own way. And then George Lucas had the idea to do the prequels and to have Darth Vader, or Anakin Skywalker, fall in love. 
If that wasn't bad enough, I found a video on YouTube called Darth Vader in Love, and I'm adding it in the description below. Everywhere around us, this idea of love permeates the entire culture, yet we MGTOWs know it's a complete farce. That in itself is a farce as well, that our culture has to lie to us that love is something tangible and real, and that we can't live without it. The film industry peddles love, the natural wonder drug. The same goes for the music business. All of the songs with love lyrics are typically about falling in love. Without some kind of media outlet there to reinforce the idea that love is always present, men would see it as a sham, and they would realize that they could live without it and go about their lives by themselves and for themselves. Even films where the main character doesn't have a love interest, but yet sacrifices his freedom or possessions to save women and children, is still being a blue pill mangina. He's still looking after the interests of others before his own. They always tell you to put the oxygen mask onto yourself before other people when you're in an airplane that's been decompressed. But I believe that men are told to do this so they can suck back the oxygen and get high on it, because they're usually the first ones to realize that the plane is going to crash and everyone's going to die. So if they get high, then the pilots and the flight attendants can keep the panic down just a little bit longer. Hopefully to the point where the plane hits the ground and explodes, or until there's a safe landing. The tragedy behind modern film-based storytelling is that men need love like a drug, and female characters are written basically as male characters. I guess women want to see themselves as men, because maybe secretly or subconsciously, they don't like being women. And maybe men subconsciously need to believe in love, otherwise they would stop being good little producers for the women and the state. I would also love it if you guys could share some of your favorite MGTOW movies. Films where the main character doesn't get the girl and learns something about himself as well as life. That's why I used to love the original Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation television shows. Because here were men that were in it for the exploration and the knowledge and not necessarily for the women. And I modeled a lot of my personal identity after watching Star Trek The Next Generation when I was growing up. And in the new Star Trek films, Mr. Spock has a girlfriend. And in part three, I'm guessing that Kirk will also be paired off. And the reboot is no longer about men going their own way, but it's now turning into a soap opera in space. And I also know there's another MGTOW film video out there created by Man Woman Myth, and I'm adding that video in the description below. And I also know that Men's Rights Edmonton had a series called Great Moments in MGTOW, but I don't see those videos up anymore. If anyone knows if these videos are still up, then please let me know. I guess what I'm trying to do with this video is to say that I want to see more culture in films from a MGTOW perspective, where men do things for their own sake and not for the sake of others. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day and cheers. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.